It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Coming at you a day late, um, but the same number of dollars, we'll say. Uh, I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, Scotty Johnny himself, and with me, as per unusual, uh, super unusual, uh, is Joshua Barnett. Hello. Uh, we are flooding you with Barnetts. The only thing we need now is to get Eric Barnett in here with us. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be really cool. Eric, if, if you're listening, because I know Eric Barnett follows me now. Whew, I'm yeah. very excited by that. Send him a Twitter DM. Yeah, yeah. We'll be, he follows me. I follow him. And You're like yeah, best friends. Yeah. We're all Barnetts. We all hang out together, right? Uh, You, me, Eric Barnett, Nick Barnett. This is news. Yeah. This is news to me. <laughs> this is just because you and I don't ever hang out? Never. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll say thank you again for joining us this week, everyone. Aaron is under the weather. Also, we had technical difficulties the other day, and uh, here we are. Recording on a Tuesday um, just is what it is, I guess. So we're moving along, uh, trying to get you something here to talk about the sports from last week so that we don't fall too far behind. But remember, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at Pod. It's a simple one, right? You remember it even. I Yeah, it's very yeah. easy to remember. Yeah, And you can follow me, in fact, at NotSoHumbleHost. It's the simple thing I tell you at the beginning of every show. That's what I'm talking about. And you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. Um, I'll say it even though he's not here. I also know that this young man is on Twitter. He's on <laughs> fire on Twitter, meaning all he does is just like my things, I think. Not just you. Not just Everybody. Me. Yeah, follow him. If you want someone to like your, your posts, Josh will do that. Yeah. You just follow him. He'll follow you back. You, you know, the, uh, at Josh Barton 66. IFB, man. That's him. <laughs> the IFB that I follow back. That's me. Yeah. And he will like everything it, just things i share you it's could like, you could like comment this. something on a you could comment don't like this on on something and i would like it it'd probably be like he they don't like things about you it'd be like i don't like josh bar in 66 and you'd be like i like this this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right we've obviously had a very slow uh sports week here with no packer game there's, we're not even getting closer to pitchers and catchers and all that. It's very heart heartbreaking. Um, Wendy, I know Wendy's listening. Uh, we feel you. We're we're right there with you. Just ah, uh, oh, we need we need to have somebody put some kind of plan together for Major League Baseball because this is this is getting sad. There will be spring football though. If there's no baseball, oh yeah, there'll be USFL. We'll we can talk about that. Yeah, uh, but other than that, let's get kicked right into everything that we do here. We'll start it off with what we like to call. Our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, main event is going to be, well, we're going to do football, just because we like doing football. And it was the Senior Bowl. So last week was a bunch of Senior Bowl practice, and then the game, the game itself. One of the big ones, we, we got to see a little bit of uh, Ebekite, but we didn't get to see Cameron Thomas. Yeah, he got injured during warm-ups on the first day, so not a great showing. No, and I, I'm really, I really like him. My new draft crush at this point, though, is is Mama. 
Yeah. I really like him. That dude's probably like four six speed. We'll wait to see what he gets at the combines. Uh and pro day and everything. But yeah, he so, moves. Yeah. He moves. He, there's there's a video of him. It's a it's a he gets a pick, he reads the tight end all the way. And he's just running away from running backs. He gets like the yeah. sixty yard return and he's just he's faster than the running backs. I and mean it is Mountain West football because he did play at Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. But he's six three. Two forty one, right? He's, yeah, it's two forty two. So he moves okay. really well. Yeah, and that's that I, I really enjoy. I mean, like, yeah, sure, maybe the, the level of competition isn't quite as high playing in the Mountain West. Mountain West is still pretty good football. Uh, but, I mean, he looked good in the drills they did. Uh, he was never out of place. He can run down people. Uh, he's got great speed and great size. and Really good at coverage, too. Yeah, he can cover. So, yeah, like He has, like, safety ability coverage, but as a linebacker. Right. And I mean, like the other guys we're looking at, like um, Asamoah uh, out of Oklahoma, six foot two thirty, so he's a bit smaller. Right. And uh, well, Penn State kid, remind me, I'm Brandon figuring. Smith. Brandon Smith, also like a two thirty kid, right? He's like two thirty seven. He's not all that big, but they're they're all really fast. They got good speed. The problems I have when I keep watching them is uh, I watch and I, I wait for them to get off blocks. You know, like the block shedding is going to be something that's going to have to happen at the next level. You can you can pull that on faster than you stuff when you're running around against uh, I don't know <laughs> TCU linemen or stuff like that, which you know TCU linemen aren't terrible, but that's not the NFL. That's not, I mean that's not a Senior Bowl lineup even. So yeah, no. yeah. I don't know. Uh, any other line linebackers you were looking at though? They're uh, they're Appalachian State. Yeah, Demarco Jackson. Okay. He looked really good against the run. I didn't see him too much against the pass, but he's a sure tackler. He he looks average speed. He's not blowing you away there, but he's got really good fundamentals. Okay. Well, that would be kind of what the Packers always do is kind of draft a guy who's slow, but at least he makes a tackle, and you're like, well, you made the tackle. Mama's breaking that mold this year. This is the part that hurts hurts my, my heart a little bit is I, I, I love Cameron uh, Thomas. I'm watching him out of San Diego State edge rusher 270 or so i don't know what he came in at the combine i think he came down to 265 at the combine yeah he was a bit he came down like five pounds lighter but he he plays he was playing weight the listed weight was like 272 270 somewhere in there um he's got great arms uh great hand movement uh he's he's got a high motor he plays good fundamental ball and they play him inside and outside so i mean he can move around if they need him to um and if we're looking at a world where we're we're possibly getting rid of the Smith brothers to save cap money. It's, it's something to look at, but man, um, seeing what Devondre Campbell did for this defense this year for the Packers and seeing what mama could be in this team. I'm torn. Cause only one of them is going to still be there in that first round. Right. If you run, you've run a bunch of mocks too. I know we've both done it. Yeah. I've run a, run a bunch of them. Ha- has mama been there in the second, anything you've run? Yeah. He's usually there in really? the second. Sometimes okay. he's there in the third, even. Hmm. But in a lot of other people's mock drafts I've seen, he's usually going, usually going late second. Um, really? Okay. Asamoa sometimes falls to early fourth, though. I'm not as interested in Asamoa. He feels like a safety, um, but not a good one. Like <laughs> he's he's such a tweener. Like he's he's a really fast small linebacker or a big not so fast safety, right? Yeah. Just you have know. to either make him be a safety or linebacker. <laughs> unless yeah. you play, bo- unless you use like an Earl Thomas version, I guess. He he'd be good in, if you're playing a lot of nickel. Uh, you're playing. Uh, how tall is is Asuma? Six and, foot. And um, Mama's six three though. 
Yeah, th- that's all of them. And um, Demarco Jackson six two. Okay, those are okay heights. I- I'm fine with the height because you can get them in on the coverage and playing a lot of nickel and putting them in a dime package. You can put them in that sub package. The other thing, I guess, is the thing. The reason why the Packers won't uh, do this and why uh, the recent hiring they did, uh, um bringing in a new special teams coordinator. Yeah. Um, the problem is going to be that they aren't going to draft guys for their special teams ability, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we should, but we won't. <laughs> That'd be a revolutionary thing to do there. It would it would be definitely interesting here. The 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 Packers did hire uh Bisaccia, uh the the guy who was the interim Raiders head coach who took over after that uh show <laughs> and got them to the playoffs. Um but yeah, it's uh that'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know. He's necessarily the greatest special teams coach or anything like that. But if if you don't, you know, if you don't get him the horses, it's hard to win the race, right? You know, like they got to get him some of those guys. Osmo would be one of those guys to be a very interesting special teams player. But you're not drafting a second rounder to be a special teamer. Um, but we do need to get those guys down the chart, and it does mean letting go of depth at probably cornerback and, and getting some other guys in a tight end. Uh, and see what we can do in those positions and linebacker because, man, if we we don't get big special teams play out of Oren Burks and Ty Summers, and Ty Summers isn't that interesting as an athlete. <laughs> no, uh, he's a typical Packer linebacker. But I did find, I, I yeah. was looking. I know it was very weird, but I was looking for gunners Okay, <laughs> on like special this. teams. I, like I, I found Quentin Lake out of UCLA, 6'1", okay. He had he led the nation in tackles on punts. Huh. <laughs> Where is he projected to go? Is he start anywhere? Uh I don't think he starts. <laughs> but he is a senior, so he will be in the draft. Okay. So seventh round. <laughs> say just saying. Okay. I could use someone. All right. What is was he play when he is starting? If he if he were to get in there. Uh he's a D back. So okay. I think corner. I think he'd play him a corner. Okay. Uh, in terms of looking at other edge rush guys, if Cam Ta- or Cam Thomas isn't going to be that guy who's going to be able to be there at that spot, who else are we looking at for edge? Uh, I, there was uh, shoot, what's his name out of Alabama that I was looking at? Uh, Got a lot of names rolling through my head. Christian Harris, a linebacker yeah. out of Alabama, yeah, he yeah. led the nation in, in tackles for loss this year. Yeah, a lot of them were coverage. So yeah, it's, it's, it's Alabama. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's one problem you can say when you're looking at this, um, but. Uh, it's, I don't know. I mean, like he's got the ability to to do some things. He's got good hands, and he he does come with violence. And he's got good speed. It's uh, Christian Harris. Harris. Christian Harris. Harris. Okay. There, this is a very good edge class, though. There are a lot of guys, and there some will obviously fall. Yeah. For another guy I liked is Boye Mafe out of Minnesota. He always yeah. he always looked one step ahead of the opposing lineman. Yeah, he has very good hands. He he's six four, two sixty five. So he's not. He's got the good length though. Keep yeah, the, keep got, the hands off the long, body. He's got long. He got long arms. I can't remember what his senior bowl measurements were. Which is nice, is so long as you actually use it. Like that's what I like about Cameron Cameron Thomas is you know his ability to use that length to his advantage because not everybody can do that. Get hands inside and just you know you're done. Yeah, that's a very useful thing. I mean, Kite did look good as one of those other guys that we were looking at yeah. the Penn State uh, defensive end. Uh, he looked very good. Um, 
he uh, he took Fahalele's soul. Which <laughs> yeah, there's a you it, thought more about that early in practices than you did late. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, so it's a play action rollout with Kenny Pickett's quarterback. So he's just so he says Hut fakes the <laughs> the run to Rashad White, who we'll bring up later. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ebikite just the steamrolls through Fahalele. He just just he puts he's on his back. It's yeah. it's not close. <laughs> Falele is completely off my board right now. Yeah, um, I'm not. It impressed. was a week of watching him get beat up, but just <laughs> four or five different guys who are NFL caliber uh, speed rushers and edge rushers and power rushers, uh, just any kind. They were just putting <laughs> him on his butt um, on a run play. I watched him pull out and then just get destroyed. I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it the Cincinnati kid? That right? might have been Maje Sanders from Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. Maje Sanders. Um, that was what it was a run play, and he just absolutely put him on the ground. <laughs> uh, and I mean, the defensive player put Falele, who yeah. is like six eight two eighty or three eighty seven. He's so big, but wow, yeah, um, just not impressed with him at this point. <laughs> I mean, maybe he had the worst week of practice he's ever seen. But maybe <laughs> that was bad. It was not. Fun he put a lot of tape out there. I didn't want to see. Yeah. Uh, Myja Sanders, though. Yeah, he's not the biggest guy. He's only six foot two fifty eight. For an edge guy, though, that's that's not a terrible no. size for an edge guy. I mean, like, how big was Clay Matthews? He wasn't all that big. He no. was shorter than six yeah. five. Uh, but I mean, he he had some bulk to him. But an edge guy, you want him to have some size, but you need him because you need him to kind of hold that edge a little bit. But you don't need him to be gigantic, especially if you're going to be putting him as edge in a three four style rather than yeah. So he'll have some. He might have yeah. some coverage stuff then. Maybe we don't really use that. We normally go with kind of a like a two two four nickel look most of the time. Most most teams are playing three wide receivers, and so we're basically bringing four every time. Yeah. We know, or we put Preston Smith. I don't like when we have Preston Smith on any tight end. Yeah, which <laughs> we did far too much. I don't like like Preston that. Smith in space on George Kittle. That's a great idea. Which is what we do. <laughs> we just how like did, how did we almost win that game with that idea? Like, <laughs> like that happened God's in that grace. game. <laughs> Oh, God's grace was enough to make us lose by a little. Just uh, a little. <laughs> can't save us from ourselves entirely. <laughs> and there's one more edge guy I was looking at. Uh, D'Angelo Malone out of Western Kentucky. Okay. I did hear you talk about yeah. him a little bit. I didn't watch him really. 6'4", 240. Uh, he he got off of blocks nicely. He did. The one thing I didn't really like is he did bite inside a lot and okay. give up the edge. But that's I think that's just because he knew he could win okay. against the tackles. I mean, Western Kentucky, they played a decent schedule, but mm. he was just better than all of them there. You could tell he was just getting yeah, around blocks. Not, yeah, Western Kentucky does not play much. Uh, I don't know. Okay, remember, what what's the name of their, their team, Josh? What, what's their The Hilltoppers. Athlete? There you go. They were red and white. The Hilltoppers, their logo is? Isn't it just the... WKU thing, hand waving a towel. That's it. How great is that? <laughs> yeah, very, <laughs> and they got, very original. I can't remember what that stupid mascot of theirs is called, but that's it's <laughs> always fun. Um, this is a year where it, just because there's so many things that could go entirely wrong with this, uh, this I don't know. I guess trading so many different people out of this team possibly because we have a lot to go through. Running back is something where it's entirely possible that for draft capital or for other things, Aaron Jones is gone because he's he's massively expensive. We talked about this with when Aaron and uh, Wendy were here. 
what's the running backs? Rashad White's the guy we've talked about the most. Arizona State, yeah. Good hands. Six um, foot, two ten. So he's got decent size. Hands is the bigger thing for me. Yeah. Like he's got good hands. He moves well in space. He can run around. Uh, he does the things that our offense would love him to do. Uh, so I'm very excited at the idea. He, of yeah, him. he's really good at reading blocks. But at I the don't think we, Yeah, you could tell. I don't know. We take him in the second, and I don't think he makes it to the third. No, I don't either. But this the running back class isn't actually all that deep this year. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm. Do you see this? The mascot for Western Kentucky is just called Big Red. That's so original. It's just it's terrible. What I'd not, expect not even, out of Western Kentucky. Not even Herbie Husker. You know, he's not even Big Red, and that's <laughs> what people call Nebraska. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Rashad White's a guy. We we also talked some about um, that running back out of Baylor. Abram Baylor, Smith. Yeah, they ran a lot at Baylor. I mean, they had a decent offense, uh, had a nice win, won the, the Big 12. Um, yeah, they did. and then they won. Did they win the Sugar Bowl? They, they did win the Sugar they Bowl, did, yeah. I think. And, uh, yeah, they had – he, he seemed like a guy who, uh, I, I, I guess my fear would be he does something like Brent Moss, where he's fast enough and strong enough to be that guy in college, but not quite great enough at either one of them to yeah. be elite in any pro level. You know, like Brent Moss was, for those of you who remember watching the Badgers in the 90s, like you, Josh, right? No, uh, I don't right. think I was live during that time. No, you weren't. Um, Brent Moss was <laughs> like the, the first back, and he did everything very well. And there was Terrell Fletcher, who was a special teamer, and he wasn't quite as big, and he didn't do as well inside. He didn't, he couldn't push people as much, but he had really actual elite speed. And Brandon Moss, or Brent Moss, was more a, a well-rounded guy who was very good for college, and never really made it in the NFL. I think he was with the Saints for a hot minute. Um, but I mean, Terrell Fletcher had a long career in San Diego, and. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, played uh, played with some very nice teams and uh, was a special team contributor who was a punt returner, a very good one, and a backup running back for quite a long time. He had a good career because he had the one elite thing. And yeah. my worry about him here is this, you know, he's not... He's not overly big, too. He's 5'11", 221. He was a former line... He played linebacker this year, too. See, that that I like. He's got... He's got good versatility. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the hit stick. You know, yeah. <laughs> you go out there Madden and hit stick it. <laughs> I'm just, I'll be interested to see what he does. He did leave the Big 12 in rushing yards this year, though. Yeah, that's something. They don't, there's not a lot of running backs out there. I in guess the usually big, it's like yeah. an Oklahoma kid. Um, and then like a quarterback for Texas or something. <laughs> <stupid>. <laughs> something Ellen like Bacher or something like that. But I don't know. When you watched him, what did you think about how he moved when he was running? He, he always broke at least one tackle. Whether it was arm tackle or full body tackle, he always broke one, like every play. Okay. See, I see that when I'm watching him in the Big 12, but I'm not as impressed with Big 12 defensive talent, generally speaking, or yeah. defensive scheme. Um, that's not really their thing. So, he, yeah, we'll be interested to see. During the uh, actual Senior Bowl game, they had a stat tracker how fast he went. He was going – he went 19 miles an hour. All right. He got, that's how – he got up to 19 miles an hour. So, he's All got right. pretty good speed. But All right. We'll I'll see. give him that. That's, that's nice to see. Um. Who was the other guy you had? I'm trying because those were the two guys I was thinking yeah, about those the most. Two guys, and then Damian Pierce out of Florida. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Florida had a good run game this year. I mean, Georgia shut them down pretty thoroughly, but, but Georgia Florida has actually a had a bunch of people going to the draft this year too. Yeah, Jordan Davis, one of those guys that I hear people talk about, like how they'd love to have him. That guy is <laughs> <It's> like 360. <laughs> he is he is like Sputnik. He is spherical yet pointy in places. Um, <laughs> it's just 
Uh, yeah. He provides he, some good pass rush, too, for in he's got decent defensive feet. line. Yeah, he's got decent feet for, for a big guy like that. Moves fairly well. Um, and he's just gigantic. Yeah, he's like 350, 360. And put him yeah. next to, to uh, Kenny, Clark. Kenny Clark and just be like, double team them both, man. Do it. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> Do that. That's two guards, a tackle, and a center. And you got that one guy left to block both of our outside linebackers, I guess. So, yeah. I don't know. As I was saying about Damian Pierce, yeah, yeah. he's he's only 5'9", 220, but he's got a really low center of gravity, obviously. And uh, he was re- nobody got lower than him. That's good. All he, right. He was, he was winning 50. He was like, it's contact. He usually won unless there's two guys there. Okay. Did you have anybody else on your list that you thought was a very interesting one that you wanted to talk about before we moved on? I actually have a lot of guys. All right. Kind of scroll through some of these. Give me give me a couple other names people right. should be thinking about here. Uh, Daxon Hill out of Michigan. Okay, the safety. Safety. Yeah. Roger McCreary, cornerback out of Auburn. Okay. Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. He's, I know you like him. Uh, he's not going to be there, I don't think, at our pick. The and one. That, okay, the Rutgers guy. This is the guy we really like. Bo, Bo Melton. He's not all that big. He's only 5'11", 194, but he can move. It's decent size. It's not terrible. He's... Little, he's no trail on Burks. Trail on Burks is 6'3", 225. Yeah, he, yeah. He's a little thinner than, than Randall Cobb, basically. But, yeah, no, you're right. Got great speed, uh, great stutter step. His uh, his side-to-side is so good. His quickness and his route running. The guys at the senior bowl were giving him a cushion because they were afraid he was going to burn them. Like, that, if they, they were afraid to press, it, press him in practice. Yeah, like it was. Like it was it, it's the one on ones and just like press. He's like, I'm not. I don't want to do that. And then he did, and then <laughs> he just burned him deep. <laughs> every every time they tried to press, they, they he burned him deep. And then so guys were hanging off, and and he'd stutter, and they'd all they all shook. They they, they all respected it. Yeah, because he'd cut in, and if he did, you weren't gonna ca- you weren't gonna follow him across the field. No. Uh, so they were trying to jump the routes if they could. Um, but yeah, he he looked. Really good. He had good follow on the overhead ball. You know, like he's he tracked the ball well. Uh, great speed, great stutter step. He's he's a guy I'm actually very interested in. He might be a third rounder though. We'll have to see where he goes. Yeah, we'll have to see more and at the combine. We'll see how fast. Yeah, I didn't see him listed high on on a lot of boards, but no, I really like. We could snag him showed. in like the fourth. Yeah, that would be amazing if we could get that done. I would. Uh, I'd be very happy. I'd be all on board for this, but yeah, no, that one I really better. Amari like. Rogers. I felt uh, Dubs. We talked about, and you and I have watched him. We were kind of okay with him. He's got some, some returnability, but the problem we always thought is like he doesn't really have enough, sh- you know, shake. He doesn't. He doesn't bounce side to side very well. His uh, change of direction isn't smooth or quick. He's kind of a downhill runner. Yeah. Even on return. And yeah, he he did not look good in the in the practices. I thought any corner that played release that I mean that played um, press in college was just he was not getting off the line. Yeah, it was they, like oof. They got physical with him, and he had nothing left. So yeah, his route running did not impress anybody out there at this point. They, like the corners just stayed on him, and he couldn't really get much more else out there. Other positions that you were interested in here? Uh, I, I think I got the best story. Okay, uh, Josh Williams. Fayetteville Stite. Oh, six, the corner. Three, 197. Yeah. Big call at the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got some fun hype videos on, on YouTube if you go look him up. It's him, like, blowing up screens, and it's him. <laughs> He's just playing receiver, basically, with – they're, like, D2 quarterbacks just overthrowing the receiver by so much. Fayetteville. Fayetteville. <laughs> what are they now? They're, like, the 
I don't remember. Jaguars or something. Something crazy. like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'll look that up while you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he looked really good against D2, but the thing is, how is he going to look against, you know, like NFL caliber? He looked good against, uh, like he went up against Dubs, didn't let him get off the line. He went up against Bo Melton. <laughs> uh, Bo Melton kind of won that one, though. He did a stutter step and just beat him deep. You have to respect it. Uh, he looked pretty good, though. And then there's one one more, like, D-back I want to talk about. Okay, can I just say this? I'll interrupt you here. Though. Yeah, you're good. Fayetteville State, the Broncos, their mascot's name is Mr. Bronco. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Should be just an image of John Elway or something. But, no, it's a big <laughs> blue Bronco. So, yeah. All right. It's <laughs> your other guy. Uh, Jalen Petra out of Baylor. Uh, he, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays... He safety, plays safety, yeah. but also comes down to play slot. How big is this guy, though? This is—I didn't get this from he's you. He's only one ninety-seven. That's the thing. He's not yeah. all that big for safety. Six foot. Okay. Yeah, not huge for safety. If he can do a slot cover guy, that'd be interesting. I don't want that early. No. In our draft. No, he was. He was. It was like fourth, third, fourth roundish somewhere. Okay. Because we've got guys who can do those things on, on this team currently, and it's you know it's obviously. It's hard to say you could ever have enough of those, um, especially with injuries at the cornerback position and such, but we've got holes to fill. Oh, yeah. We're losing <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> and uh, we got cap to lose, too, so we'll see. All right. Yeah. So that's really where we are with with the foosball. Uh, but we do have a little bit of stuff here. We will have later tonight after you know Josh goes to bed, the Bucks will be playing today on TNT against the Lakers as they do their little West Coast <laughs> swing. Um, had a nice little run here. I think they'll beat the Lakers, personally. Cause I just, Lakers haven't looked that good lately, right? Well, the Lakers aren't that good. Let's check it's because Russell... They're like, they are in the, the narrative ninth is, seed. Isn't the narrative Russell Westbrook <laughs> is really bad, right? Yeah. None of the stuff they did this looked really great. Um, this The nice part is this little run here, we get to go... So we beat... Well, Start the right before the rest West Coast swing beat the Wizards because the Wizards are trash. That's a terrible <laughs> team. They're, They're good. in 11th in the East. They are one of 10 teams out of 30 teams that are not currently in the playoffs. Only 10 teams out of 30 don't make the playoffs. And the Wizards, it makes, are, me, it makes me happy that the Knicks are also not in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that they had one year of hope there. Uh, but the Wizards are 24 and 28. Bucks beat them up. Pretty badly, uh, not terribly, but you know, 112 to 98, and then they get consecutive nights. They're back-to-back nights too, of 137. Drop that going out to Portland against Travel- Dame Dalla. Yeah, yeah. Put a 137 to 108. I mean, this is a significant, <laughs> big-time win. Um, Pacers, the, or probably the Blazers, are not good right now. Uh, Clippers as well. 137-113, big win there. In the West, though, I mean, the Trailblazers are 11th in the West. Yeah. The uh, Clippers are 8th, and now they will play the ninth place Lakers. But then they get to go play the Suns. Oof. This is one of those ones where I think they, they win that. Really? I, I don't know. Like, there, There's one of two ways this goes. The one is the Suns are super angry, and they're going to use all of their super-duper regular season powers. <laughs> you know, like the, the kind of thing where it's like, we care way more because you beat us and they're at home and they're going to be super angry because we beat them. There's going to be the one guy counting with his hundreds. Yes. One, two. I bet that's what they he sounds like. won't do it now because, because he actually shortened up his uh, free throw. Uh, oh. Yeah. Like, he doesn't yeah. take as many dribbles. 
he actually the uh, Giannis's th- free throw is actually shorter now. So he actually owns the Suns too now. Yeah, but I guess the other way it goes is the Bucks. The Bucks have been up for games that matter, for the most part. I mean, like they'll beat the the uh, Golden State. They'll beat all these like convincingly two against Golden State. <laughs> yeah, they 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 thumped Golden State, and the big thing is like they they look healthy right now. So I mean, like when they they played the Clippers, they put one thirty seven against the Clippers here. Uh, you know, Middleton, Portis, Holiday, Connington, you know, Giannis. I mean, it's it's the starters, and you're getting twenty plus from Portis, Holiday, and uh, Antetokounmpo. Middleton getting you 17, and you get another 18 out of Connington. Nine points off the bench from both uh, DiVincenzo and Greg Monroe. Re-added Greg Monroe. I mean, come on. That makes me happy, too. Uh, he was on a 10-day contract, I believe, as well, uh, which, yeah. again, just tells you we're not bringing back uh, Brooke anytime yeah. soon. I don't think so. <laughs> and, man, we could use Boogie again because I don't get the – Greg Monroe was a really nice big – years ago it was still, a while ago but yeah no i mean like the team looks good they get those 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 three they got they got drew and milton and antetokounmpo on the floor and maybe you say bobby portison as your fourth guy getting you some points 24 and, wow. yeah 24 from portis in that game having all those guys healthy and together which has not been necessarily the the thing that's happened this year uh i think this is first off they're gonna they're gonna thump the lakers tonight but they've got a real <laughs> chance of beating the Suns because that's the game they're going to care about. Uh, it's a really close league right now. Uh, try to see if I can update where we are here. But I mean, like they were, they're right there with the Bulls and the Heat, right there at the top of the the we're conference. Just, we're a half game back. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, it, it's fantastic. It's, it's 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 right where they want to be. I think they're they're in third right now. They're ahead of the Cavaliers by a half game. But yeah, no, just trying to find ways to keep winning. They're they're seven wins in their last 10 as the the bulls and the heat have been fading a little bit here it's just nice to kind of build towards where they're going it's late in the season there's not a lot of games left really yeah i mean the all-star break is not the halfway point they are i think there's only like 26 27 games left something like that so yeah it's um it's what it's time to start kicking in and getting themselves ready for what's coming up in the playoffs and i think Having everybody healthy and together again, which, like I said, has not been the norm this year, right? No, it's not. Um, but for the Clippers game, <laughs> I saw I saw a crazy stat the other day. Andrew Wiggins has more career points than um, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> okay, does that surprise you? Yeah, I guess. I'm trying to think how long each of them has been around. Well, Wiggins, Wiggins hasn't been around that long. No, but I mean, he does get a lot of points this year because. He's the third option. <laughs> yeah, it's and people helped. people cover Curry and, and Clay, and Clay, yeah. and then he's there, the third. So yeah, it's been the best year of his career for the yeah. most part. It was hard when he was like the guy in Minnesota, and there's nobody else to help him. So that made him look bad, but he was still good. Yeah. Uh, going on to college basketball, uh, Badgers had kind of you know one one big one and one one not so good one here. Uh, Illinois, they get the the rough loss on the road at Illinois. They come back and play the worst game of basketball, set basketball back roughly 170 years, uh, back to trying to reinvent <laughs> basketball. It was a 51 to 49, and you're saying like, "Oh, that's a good half." You're like, no, that was how they finished, 51 to 49. 
just, just granny shots. <laughs> oh, just terrible. Everything was bad. Everything was terrible. Uh, was it Johnny Davis didn't have a point in the first half, I think they said. He, he just, disappears for some games, but other games he's on fire. Well, the other thing is, like, if they put everything on stopping him, which is what Penn State was doing, somebody else has to score. And they just, just nobody else could shoot in that game. It was just terrible all around. And they walked out of there with a win. Uh, not a pretty win, but they come back tonight and beat uh, Michigan State. They beat Sparty, which makes me happy. Makes you happy, I know. I do not like Michigan State. I can't State. stand Michigan State. Um, I'll tell you one thing. Like, um, the Sparty, uh, whatever, Sparty the mascot, I don't like him at all. Like, I've been to several <laughs> games with Michigan State. There was one, it was my uh, my last year in law school, uh, you were at the game, too. I don't know if you noticed this, but Sparty's kind of walking around at one point, and the cheerleaders were walking out down by the, the south end zone, out from, like, the field house area. And, like, he was kind of putting his hands on the Badger cheerleaders. And I was kind of like, Weirdo. ooh, that, that's assault. Like, Ugh. what are you doing? Like, I'm in law school, man. I know, I know how to. I was like, I that's creepy. Little jokes with your own cheerleaders are one thing, even though I would say don't. little jokes like touching <laughs> Um, college girls is still creepy. Just I don't. If you're a college guy, it's creepy. Still it creepy, is. no matter what age. Yeah, just putting your hands on women you you like that. No, and then women you don't know. Like it's just like oh what? No, get away. Just so gross. And how that is allowed at especially that university. Uh, I don't know. They're the worst Big Ten school academically. They're yeah, they're a joke. Um, <laughs> maybe not a hundred percent the worst, but. They're definitely in that running. Uh, that's for sure. He's a different kind of like weird than Levante David. Like the, Le- the mascot. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. like Levante David is just super cocky coming in from the press. Oh, yeah. Nothing illegal. No, just, no he's just, just really weird. Very confident. He We're came gonna... in and started taunting the student section before they got blown out uh, in. Uh, uh, it was the very first Big Ten game Nebraska ever played where they got just just <laughs> just cakewalked. You know, just They're like this. this is Big Ten football. Boat raced. Uh, yeah. And then they beat us the next year. Then we beat, beat them again every time since, I think. So. Yeah. Uh, but Don't worry. Way. Scott Frost is going to make it worse. He's not helping it. But, yeah, tonight against Michigan State, um, great, good good standing defense. There was a lot of changes they made. Uh, the biggest thing I saw was Chucky Hepburn did a very good job of – he basically abandoned guys at the three-point line when they got the ball in deep. The big thing they wanted to do was it seemed like just stop the bigs from Michigan State from taking over anything. Uh, when you got Crawl out there, you know he's he's a big guy, but he's kind of young. I uh, didn't want to get himself in problems. The, the Badgers also got some early fouls in uh, in going at Michigan State down low and forced uh, some free throws. That, you know they were able to get to the free throw line, but they weren't able to convert. So for like the first five or first like thirty five minutes of this game, the Badgers shoot seven of fourteen from the line. Down the stretch, they shoot seven of nine. Yeah, yeah, do better. It, but it's because yeah. it's you know it's it's Davis, it's Chucky Hepburn, it's Davison, and then uh, Wall missed one. He was one of two. Uh, I forget who else missed one. But you know Tyler Wall got up there. He actually was only one of four on the game, but he made one of two down the stretch there. Um, he had a couple nice plays inside too. He's been doing a great job uh, standing up, you know, power forwards uh, in, in the league. And uh, yeah, good, good game. Badgers came out with like um, four minutes left up four. And then they went up to 10, you know, like, <laughs> like the announcers like, well, Michigan state's got to get, you know, 
three stops to points. And the Badgers did that instead. And it went from <laughs> four to ten. And it kind of finished there for the most part. They, there was a late layup by Michigan State that made it eight. So it was an eight-point win for the Badgers. They've won consecutive games now in East, Lans- in East Lansing. That's back-to-back years of beating Michigan State in East Lansing. That's good. Yeah. So 14th-ranked Badgers beat the 17th-ranked Michigan State Spartans. That's fantastic. Even though they get the you know the loss to uh, it was 18th-ranked Illinois uh, earlier in the week. Should be still sitting very pretty. They will not play anyone ranked again until they play Purdue in March. How right. is Purdue still ranked so high? Because they're that is a good team. I know, but uh, still. from here on out, they will play Rutgers, who is feisty. They beat Purdue, uh, Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota, Rutgers, and then Purdue, Nebraska. So yeah, I mean, like that's that gets you through into you know, March six there. But that's that's a run the Badgers should make. You know, make some hay on that. Right? Yeah. My, I, uh, I always get the Badgers lose to Illinois. The problem is, is you see that Coburn. Kofi Coburn. It's not spelled Coburn the way you think. Coburn. That is not Coburn, and I hate getting beat by a Coburn. You know, I don't know. If you, if you look, look up, it up, everybody. Look, I'm not going to spell it. it no. But yeah. Because you're a kid. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> but I have my, uh, fa- my, what I want for the season is I want, um, Chucky to, you know, Chucky Hepburn. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to hit a game-winning three so I can say Chucky with the dagger. <laughs> Nobody's done that yet, huh? I don't know. No, he had a nice uh, kind of dribble in two, uh, long shot pull-up jumper for two that put him up. I think that would put him up six uh, as they made that little run to get to ten. Nice little shot. Uh, things went very well there, but yeah. Um, man, this is the point where we also thought we were going to spend the rest of the season talking about how Marquette was just rolling. Because, you know, they had the rough loss against Providence the other week. Uh, tough, tough game down the way. Kolick had the ball in his hands and a chance to tie it, and things didn't work out. But then they came back, and they get the sweep against Villanova. They beat Villanova at home. Number 12. Villanova. They beat them by 10. They're just I mean, the like, weirdest just, team. They, I mean, like, they own Villanova. Villanova came back on them last time. They're like the Nebraska football, but oh, a basket, yeah. but a basketball. Except for, yeah, they're winning. Except for they win. Yeah. <laughs> they stick around, they win. So, yeah, they get the tough loss in Providence. They come back, beat Villanova at home. And then today, today they go out and they lose. They lose to number 24, UConn. Uh, <laughs> 80 to 72. Weird, weird game. Uh, Koath and Kolek don't do just about anything. Kolek gets four assists. That's basically why he's on the floor. Yeah, that's he's his a, thing. He's a great facilitator. Uh, he dribbles very well. He's got you know a very nice handle for for a college player at least, and it, he shoots all right. But he Kolek goes out there one of seven. Uh, Marcel is three of twelve, so, and so you're getting big games from you know Lewis shooting fifty percent, uh, getting you seventeen points, and he's been fantastic. he's their best scorer. Yeah, he's been fantastic all year. But Prosper is the one who gets him uh, seven of eight for nineteen points in this one. Uh, I just like Olivier Maxence Prosper from Montreal. Uh, <laughs> it's just the best basketball player from Montreal. Yeah. Uh, they do get 17 off the bench from Elliott, which is just really? massively random. But it's just because <laughs> they, they had foul troubles in some place. I mean, like they've got uh, Igodaro fouls out, comes off the bench and fouls out. It's um, impressive. Right. Uh, Lewis gets four fouls in this game. Uh, so the Nick Lewis. <laughs> So yeah, that's just it, it, it's hard. I mean, they didn't. Ha- they only had one more foul than 
UConn did as a team. And they had two guys in foul trouble, but Iguodaro out. Uh, Lewis almost out. But, yeah, big games for them from Martin and uh, Sonogo. Getting, he, he puts up 24. Uh, they get two guys with eight points off the bench. Yeah, this is not one I thought I'd see Marquette losing. I thought they'd uh, take this one. But, man, um, <laughs> I don't know, Josh. You think they sweep the rest of the season? Look at this. So they're going to get Butler, Georgetown, Creighton, who did beat them earlier this year. And at Creighton this time, which is in what city, Josh? Uh, it's the Big East. It's the Big East. Remember, it's Big Indianapolis? East. Indianapolis? No, it's in it's in Omaha. <laughs> oh, I would not have guessed that. No, I know. Um, I should know. I Butler, should know better, but I don't. Yeah, Butler, which is in Indiana, and <sighs> DePaul now. and St. John. So those are the, what they've got here down the down the stretch, and they're going to lose to Georgetown. I'm calling. Oh, don't do that. I don't want them to, but they Georgetown will. Georgetown is god-awful. If they're going to lose one of these, they're it's going to find be, a way to lose to Georgetown. <laughs> they're going to find, like, if it's one of these, I think it's, uh, it might be I want to say Creighton, but I want I think they'll beat Creighton because they got him once before. I think it'll be at Butler, maybe. Or maybe Butler. Uh, Butler's one of those teams that's interesting. Butler's at home. Is right? It's right? Well, they got one of each. Oh, that's right. That's right. They got a home and home with them yet. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. They're going to drop one of those, and I'll be angry about it. Because it makes no sense. There's no reason for them to drop either of those games. Not a single game for the rest of the season. I mean, Marquette should roll through the rest of this. And, they'll make uh, the tourney and they'll be. Yeah, they got to find a way to kind of stay, yeah. in, stay in this uh, conference chase here. And uh, Providence is just walking away with this, though. I don't know what's going on. There. Look at that. I mean, like, Providence, 10 and 1. 10 1 the conference. Marquette, 8 and 4 now. Or, sorry, yeah. 8 and 5 now, I think, actually, with the, with the yeah. loss that uh, came in today. But yeah, well, Providence is twenty and two. Are they yeah. twenty and three now? Didn't they lose today? I don't. Well, I didn't I see remember. what they did today. But I mean, like, I don't think they're catching Providence. Providence looks so good. They're just kind of. I mean, I don't know how they're doing. They're just finding ways to beat everybody. Um. Yeah, getting that win against Villanova puts them down to a couple losses or you know three losses here, so that gets them further away from Providence. Um. But yeah, then you lose to Providence. So they split with Providence on the year though. So that's. Is it Marquette's their only loss in conference, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, they did beat with Providence beat Wisconsin and Marquette didn't. So there's there's another of that difference there. But yeah, no, it's I think it'll be fine. They're gonna roll through us this year. They're gonna be a twenty win team. They're gonna yeah. be a twenty win team. They're there's they got uh, sixteen wins at this point. There's no way they lose you know, all of them, <laughs> half of these games. There's no way they lose yeah. half of them. The rest uh, of the so. Big East isn't all that great. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's where we are with all the basketball stuff we have. We'll just kind of throw everything else that we've got because we, you know, all we had for baseball, I guess, is there's still nothing. It's not. <laughs> they tried getting a uh, federal uh, uh, mediator into that, and the players' association said, "No, we're not there yet. Let's not do that at this point." And it makes sense for them, I think. Uh, I don't think it's a crazy move by their part. I think the the owners think they just want to get done and, and move on and try to whatever they're going to do for money. But, yeah, I'm still hopeful. I mean, I don't I don't know that it's going to happen. I'm just living on hope and, uh, you know, hope in one – was it wish in one hand and spit in the other and see which <laughs> one fills up faster. That's my clean version. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just really – if they're going to do another strike, I just want there to be a salary cap so bad. 
That'd be great. I mean, like they won't be though. But no, they're we're. I mean, every big market fan will say no. There should not be a salary cap because you know why? Because I'm scared of facing small market teams. Well, the other thing that they talk about is all the bigger market teams say like, no. The problem is that we don't have a floor. There should be a floor to the salary. I'm like, okay, but that doesn't really work if there's no ceiling. You're just ordering smaller teams to spend all of their money, while insisting that they don't get you. There's no way of preventing you from you know overpaying you know share more uh, across the league and then set a salary cap that's going to allow players to get paid i mean the players hate salary cap ideas. that's the thing yeah yeah but, so that's what makes it hard because it's the the strongest union in sports yeah like it for instance is. uh uh trevor bauer this year is going to be making 38 million dollars alone and the cleveland guardians are paying all of their players just over 29 million so he's <laughs> yeah. making n- like nine more million than an entire team yeah. How can you justify that? I love the Guardians name, by the way. I do. It's a cool local story. Yeah, I just like that. It, it yeah, and it's Trevor Bauer can play again. Unfortunately, it's reflective of a yeah, yeah, reflective of a community, and I like that. So yeah, that's fun. Uh, everything else, though, here we'll quickly go through and wrap up in the segment that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right, in terms of what we have here, we are going to roll through a little bit of hockey uh, just because, you know, we always touch on hockey and just because, you know, it keeps us humble at this point because Badger men's hockey is just just the worst. They did go to <laughs> overtime against number nine Ohio State on the road in Columbus and then lost in overtime four to three. And then the next night they came back and lost six to two. Uh, they will then go have a home series against Notre Dame this weekend and they'll be on it looks like they're going to be on Big Ten Network on Friday so that should be a good one to see uh, Badgers in Notre Dame and for all of you who aren't paying attention Notre Dame is in the Big Ten for hockey they, and they are should a, be in for football too they they ought to be but they are not uh, Badger women go play Duluth uh, they lose the first one three games or three goals to one and then come back the next night and win five to one um, that's a big swing. <laughs> that is a big swing, but that's that's kind of where they are now. So the current poll, they're number three. I mean, they were playing number five Duluth, I believe, in Duluth. So they got Minnesota State, which used to be Mankato State, the Mavericks. That's where Adam Thielen went, right? Uh, yeah. Also, Ryan Laddick went there. Oh, your buddy. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. They, have, they have a decent uh, aviation school. So they train pilots. So, yeah. Uh, but they'll be playing uh, Minnesota State non-conference game. Uh, it looks like in, I think that's a home game. It looks like, so that's one that they might have a chance at. Cause that's where well, I'm sorry. That's one they'll win. I'm sorry. This is uh, women's. So that is a conference game because it's the, uh, WCHA. Pardon me. I, I keep getting lost. Cause there isn't the big 10 for women. They still have the, uh, Western conference hockey or Western collegiate hockey association. How are we Western? Well, west of you know for hockey, hockey is yeah, kind of true. an east it's and Eastern. midwest yeah. type of game. There's not a whole lot of Seattle fans, <laughs> and there shouldn't be a team in Seattle NHL. There should be one in Milwaukee. I know Gary Bettman listens to this show. Don't you lie to me. <laughs> they uh, should, yeah, they, they should just get rid of one of the Florida teams. Absolutely, they should send one of them to Milwaukee, and we would sell it out every game. Every game, yeah. And the stupid Coyotes wouldn't have to worry about downsizing to five thousand seats. Oh yeah, that is a, that is the thing that makes me angry. The Coyotes are planning and building a five thousand seat stadium. Meanwhile, uh, we're selling out three, two, and three thousand seat stadiums for D three hockey 
in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the Badgers sell out an 18,000-seat stadium. Uh, the Coles, the Coles Center, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Come on, NHL. Figure it out. Uh, in terms of WIAC, uh, this weekend, Stevens Point played stout and swept them. Uh, they beat them 3 to nothing and 5-2. to two. Uh, Superior played River Falls. River Falls gets the first win, 4-3, to three, and then... Uh, they they win the second game four to three as well. Uh, Northland played Eau Claire and Eau Claire trying to fight their way back from what was a team that was ranked fourth to start the year. I think uh, they get two zero wins on both games, uh, so getting their way back up. Northland's not a hockey power though. Uh, in terms of the NCHA, uh, Lawrence over in Appleton played Concordia of Wisconsin and uh, they beat them. Let's see. They beat them four to three on Friday, and then Saturday they also they beat them four to three again. They love the symmetry. They just love sticking with that, don't they? I guess. Uh, Marion beat Finlandia five nothing on Saturday and four nothing on Friday. Saint Norbert, who is number five, number five, Saint Norbert six one win over the Milwaukee School of Engineering. I'm shocked. Not, not a hockey power, but then five two on Saturday as well, winning both those. WIAC women, uh, UW Students Point beats Northland uh, three to nothing, and then also we got Superior and number four ranked River Falls. River Falls takes it to them six to one, and then five to one the next night. Uh, Point came back against Northland again, getting a five nothing win on uh, Monday. Then Superior, after playing Friday and Saturday, comes back Monday and loses to Hamlin six to three. Hamlin, they, Hamlin's University sends me stuff. Yeah, the Pipers. They're the, the Pipers. Pipers. Uh, they share a law school with the Hamlin and Mitchell School of Law. So, yeah, that one I know because it's just there used to be two separate law schools in the Twin Cities. Uh, there were no women's games in the NCHA, so we didn't have anything there. Biggest news actually out of Wisconsin wrestling, uh, the men's wrestling – well, there's just the men's wrestling team. Uh, Austin Gomez uh, transferred from Iowa State – playing in Carver Hawkeye Arena for the second time, and Hawkeye fans don't like him, kind of to the extent that um, several of them apparently were yelling racial slurs at him in the stands and at his mother Mm -hmm. and yelling things at his family who was sitting behind the Wisconsin bench. Um, So um, lots being said there. Uh, I I don't know if Iowa said anything. I haven't looked, but I know that McIntosh, the uh, Badgers athletic director, came out and said that that's not, you know, that's not something we expect from schools like this and that they are looking into it. And this is something that, you know, they're 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 trying to investigate who it was. There's Gomez did a great job. The first thing he said is live and rent free in Iowa head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, they they did talk about, you know, his mom and his. His family That's and everything. Just uncalled for. Yeah, it was it was a ridiculous thing. He got the win. He was one of two wrestlers to get a win at Carver Hawkeye. Is the uh, number nine ranked Badgers played? Uh, I think they were eight last week. They're number nine in the current poll. Um, but they were going up against the number two Hawkeyes, and they lost. They lost pretty significantly in the total score, but a lot of close matches. Uh, Hamidi almost pulled it off. He was in there tight. Um, Dean Hamidi played very very well. And uh, Eric Barnett. Barnett got the win. W. And um, on just decision, he got a decision oh. win. And then also, <laughs> um, uh, like I said, Austin Gomez got the other decisions. So they got six points. It was those two wins that, that got them those six. But, yeah, it was um, – that's 
It's not great. That's not fantastic to hear those things, but they played very well uh, in terms of that, and they, they still stayed ninth. Um, couple, I think Gomez, Hamidi, and Barnett are all ranked sixth in their weight classes. So that's uh, yeah. that's good. I mean, like you like to see that. You like to see a competitive team, and I like what Coach Bono is building there. Bono, I, I don't know how he says it. I guess I'd, I I follow them on Twitter, and I haven't gotten to see everything he puts up. But yeah, it's a it's a it, it's a good thing they're building. They got a lot of young guys. It'll be interesting to see what they're able to do going forward on some of this. So yeah, anything else on on the wrestling? I don't know if we got to watch a whole lot of it. No, we don't have a good time. But I, I watching, anything else. Watching Iowa though. That's it, fun. Those those are that arena. Watching the, the, Iowa versus Penn State, that was that was, that was fun. They they have a fun atmosphere, generally speaking. They're uh, well, very loud. They're kind of racist. But the racist thing it. was bad. Yeah. Um so anyone who doesn't know, uh, Austin Gomez is a uh, Mexican American and so yeah, there was a lot of all of that. Um looking at D three basketball, Platteville remains atop the uh, conference in the WIAC, they are 19 and two overall, eight and two in conference. UW lacrosse is only a half game back, eight and three in the conference. This blows my mind. Oshkosh at seven and two. The Titans are a very good uh, basketball team. Lacrosse has been terrible my entire life. Um, just, just the worst. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm more impressed with UW Stevens Point being 0 and nine in the conference. And that that is odd for me because, quite honestly, uh, UW Students Point has several national championships. I've watched, and that they've team. had several players who've made the NBA, right? Uh, well, they at least had Terry one. Porter. Just the um, one. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty fantastic one. But yeah, he's th- that team has multiple. I mean, the the Bennett brothers coach there, like Dick Bennett and um, his brother. I forget his brother's name off the top of my head. Um, but they 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 both coach there um, before going elsewhere. Uh, that team has won several national championships. That's a very good program, uh, traditionally speaking, and they are really bad at Steve Florida. <laughs> oh, and nine, three yeah. and thirteen overall at the bottom there. Um, but yeah, it's it's a topsy turvy world. UW Lacrosse sitting in second uh, right now. Trying to look at where the rankings are. UW Oshkosh is twenty third. I'm seeing at uh, d three hoops dot com. Uh, Platteville in twelfth. So yeah, this. I mean that's pretty fantastic all around uh, to see two Badger or two Wisconsin teams in that top twenty-five, and you know lacrosse hanging around, you know finding a way to be somewhere involved in that. Yeah, like and that. yeah. see what the regional rankings were there too, because uh, if I go to the regional rankings, we'll see if lacrosse pops up. Oops, region one. No, this is good radio right here. This is what everyone comes here to listen to is. You know, regional rankings for <laughs> college, big stuff. college D3 basketball. Uh, yeah, there's Platteville, Stout, Oshkosh, Lacrosse, all ranked in Region 9. So they're ranked 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth in Region 9 right now. So take that for what it's worth. I don't know what this is supposed to mean. <laughs> Maybe they all get into the regionals and see how they do from there. But yeah, those, those four teams doing very well. And oddly, UWSP is not good. Just not awful. Terrible at basketball right now, which is weird to me, but still. All right. Well, it's been a wonderful week. We got to you a day late here, um, but it's always nice to to share a podcast with my son and uh, have him uh, remind me how much more time he has to watch the senior bowl practices than I do. Uh, with, I mean, with if, NFL, if NFL teams want to hire me, I'm right here. 
This is true. He's he's here. He's got time on his hands, uh, and he is at least I'm doing not football. bad things, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, he's a he's a brilliant young boy doing doing good big things, and you know, not hurting anybody. Thanks, uh, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, the other things I'll say is uh, we're grateful to have you along with us. This is you know halfway through season four of our podcast, and uh, hopefully we'll have Aaron back and healthy next week, and we can talk a little bit more bucks. Um, we would talk a little bit more draft. We'll be talking a lot more uh, college basketball for sure. And uh, thank you for joining us. You can follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. And you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you're on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.